from one. They're lining up on the inside. It's over! Pocock very keen to get into the action. Oh, and a big tackle! Hello, everyone, and it is a very warm welcome to you all dialing in from around the world. Sean Maloney back in the Fox Sports HQ podcasting studio alongside Stephen Hoyles and Sam Worthington. We've been out of the chair for a couple of weeks, Hoylesy, but isn't it nice to be back alongside Wertho? I love a podcast, and when Wertho and Maloney are in, it's uh, what a way to spend your week. <laughs> what a way to spend your week, indeed. Wertho, you had one of the English journos in last week, a guy by the name of Chris Jones from the BBC. How'd that go? I haven't listened to it, probably won't. Mate, uh, that's, sorry to hear that. That's no good. Lots of other people <laughs> listen to it. We got some great feedback. I bet uh, you some, did. some strong iTunes reviews. So, I bet um, you would have to counter the shitty ones that go in my direction. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, um, no, we, he was uh, good, though. He was good. He talked us through the uh, the English team, their turnaround, and um, yeah, now we can sort of look ahead to Super Rugby. You know what? I'm happy to see the back of them. That's three weeks I could do without over again oh, on look, every I'm just, front. I'm just so happy for Iceland in the soccer. <laughs> really well, I don't know much about Euro, but I know that I love Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that I love Italy, and I love uh, who else? Do I, I love everyone. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it was uh, the rugby's about all they've got going for them at the moment, don't they? The Poms, everything else is yeah, going yeah. a bit tapish. You know what? Though, like, good. It was as good a series as you can expect. We didn't get any wins, but it was like the fanfare that followed it. It was like it was a uh, a lion series. It yeah. was crowds were chock a block everywhere. Games were good. Like Melbourne was a little bit down, but conditions were like that. But the Brisbane Test. We were frustrated because we felt like we should have won. Sydney Test was a cracking test last week, and that was, you know, it was at nine tries. You don't two Mate, years it ago we're forty four forty. That's yeah. the most points those two Scots two sides have ever scored against each other in the one game. It was ridiculous. And Australia scored more tries than England in two of these test matches, so they'll be looking back and you know having some uh, having some regrets. That was Owen Farrell knocking over kick after kick. He, he's got an absolute uh, weapon of a of a boot, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, he was amazing the whole series, Farrell. He really was. Actually, a number of their guys were. You got to give credit where it's due. We'll do that uh, quickly. But their backs, some of their backs were terrific. I thought, uh, particularly their wing out, little Jack Now, he was awesome. Yeah, their back three in particular, Brown, we've seen him for a while, but that's something we haven't seen a huge amount of. Like their midfield tend to be directors and controllers, and they didn't play a huge amount of footy, but that was their style and it, and it worked for them. I was really impressed with Atoji, everyone's talking about him, but like he's a, he's a superstar and big Billy Vunapola at number mm. eight. Like it's not, you know. When I, I read an article last week about Eddie Jones challenging him to be the best number eight in the world, and it's amazing that guys like that just performed okay for a couple of years when he has so much more potential in him. And a coach like Eddie will bring the best out of him, and he, and he will challenge him, and he's got such good ball skills. I was watching him warm up, catching the ball on the sideline, throwing it 20 metres in, good short hands, good long passing game, and bumps blokes at ease and, and a good work rate. So, you know, they're a dangered side, and who knows how they're going to go over the next couple of months. Um, but it's it's good for world rugby sides like this are playing that well. It is. It really is. Uh, now to the Aussie side of things. Let's focus on some of the positives. And I think there are heaps to take out of this series. Obviously, a few negatives as well. But positives, let's just focus on those because I'm sick of talking about the garbage, the shitty stuff. Positives we can take out of this. The first test hinges for mine on the Bernard Foley no try. I'm not saying they got the call right or wrong. I'm saying... That point. dictated massive t- seventeen point turnaround. That try being disallowed. Do we all agree on that? Yep. Okay. Seventeen points. Do I need to? Do I need to draw a diagram for were they? <laughs> Big call, were they? Big call. So seven gets wiped off the Aussie side. Yep. England go from that penalty, kick down to the corner, take three, then they score again, 
And again, we talk about small errors compounding and costing these trades massively. That was Jamie Joseph's try off the Samu Karevi knock-on. Every time the Aussies made a tiny mistake, England nailed them. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. And that's why at halftime in that game, we were going, how, how are we behind here? We've been absolutely dominant. They got a lucky try. But you've got to understand, like, Test Rugby is different. And unfortunately, the thing that Australia probably found out was that you know, we had a few new players who I thought all individually played really well, but test rugby is different. We didn't play with the number 12. It's a ball play for the first two tests. That's different to the style we're used to playing. So we learned some very harsh lessons and the Wallaby boys will be disappointed, but I'm still confident that they've got a, a good enough squad to challenge rugby champs. Totally. It, just, it was just key moments. And again, on Saturday night, the same thing happened. Key moments in that match cost them massively. Yeah, just a bit of composure and, and probably leadership as well. I mean, the, the Australians were missing half their team from that World Cup final when you go through it. It was probably underplayed how many guys they were actually missing. And, and it sounds like they've all got their, their hands up to come back for the rugby championship. So it's a bit of an interesting dilemma for Checker because he's got these great players over there in Europe. But ideally, he really wants to start bringing through these youngsters that are, that are local that are going to be there for the next World Cup so uh, you know I, I think he'll need to win though on the rugby championship and I think he will bring back all these guys your, your ghettos your guineas the, the, the full hog what do you, what do you think? Well, yeah I think he will and it sounds like he will. Be mad not to. Yeah. Can I just get some clarification for you because you're a little bit closer to MX teammate and whatnot? Hey Ghetto has he not said that he's not that keen on coming back? I Did think I it, read that somewhere? I think at the end of the World Cup he'd hinted at that. I know it took a lot out of him physically. That was the, the you know, he'd been playing in France for four years. Well, they don't train. Yeah, honestly, like they, you know, know. they play a lot of rugby, so don't they don't train. train and, and Michael Checker has a really high level of training and, and gets struggled towards the back end of that World Cup campaign just with the level of intensity of training. And that's, that says a lot because he's one of the best trainers I've ever played the game with. He's uh, really professional, looks after himself. But again, a little bit of time off watching the side you know, have a few losses and knowing that you went so close to winning a World Cup, he n he's never won a, a Bledisloe, Matt Gitto, none of the current players have, so, um, you know, a bit of time away, you start to reassess what you initially thought and I'd like to see him back, but the best thing about the three test series from mine was, you know, we got Hayla Petty, we got Rory Arnold, Adam Coleman, Samu Karevrik, these guys, and they didn't just turn up and do okay, they actually, in mm. all their opportunities, did very, very well, so, you know, it takes those guys a little bit of time to get up to speed with the training volume and understand the plays and whatnot. So that's good for us. They might not necessarily feature heavily all of them in the rugby championships, but you just know that next time there's a camp on, next game, Michael Checker could throw him a jersey and they'll improve. Adam Coleman, his barnstorming run early on in his time off the bench at the weekend was fantastic. He just unloading those big Tasmanian legs. Tasmanian oak! Yeah, both those uh, both those big young locks did pretty well, didn't they? Rory Arnold was splattered in blood in that second test, and he didn't he didn't want to leave the field, so he, he sort of showed he's got the uh, the fortitude for for Test rugby. So you're right. I mean, when Checker brings all these experienced guys back uh, and, and assesses his options, he, he does have a lot of options now, um, and he's built some depth. So um, you know, it might be a short term pain, long term gain situation for him, I think. As a fan, I'll only crack at Deluxe if we lose those bladders, first two bladders lows. I can handle, right? I can handle the 0-3 against England. You know? I can handle it. But if we go on to start the bladders low, I'll hit, I'll hit the roof. <laughs> you see, yeah, As I, a fan. You know, I agree. You say, I, I look at it and go, if we don't, if we don't play well in those two bladders lows, I can, I can cop, you know, a defeat. And, bat and I, the other thing we're forgetting about this England series was that Seemed like there were so many tough calls against us. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But small yeah, balls, I know, I know small, what you mean. If we if we breaks. go on two, that's that's a huge amount of pressure. I can wear think, it. I think Michael Checker's had a, had a uh, three nil loss in his time in the Waratahs or the Wallabies. So, 
he's probably you know questioning things. But the thing I love about the Wallabies is the fact that you know they're going to play that certain style, and he believes it. And you've just got to get better at playing that type of footy. I love watching it, and sure, we probably need to at certain times improve how we kick and where we kick. Um, but again, uh, Bernard Foley, a lot sort of rests on his shoulders, and I, I felt he was uh, probably you know, under a fair bit of pressure in terms of clearance kicks and, you know, line-out struggles at times. That Those things still aren't helping us at the moment. So plenty of areas for improvement. Yeah, I think he's talked a lot about, uh, talked ad nauseum about this running rugby, but I think they do need to add some kicking variation to their game because it's such an attacking weapon that we see that the top side's doing it, the, the Highlanders and the Super Rugby and the All Blacks as well using an array of attacking kicks, and it just seems like you can't just run, 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 run. You've got to keep the defence um, in, in two minds about whether you're going to kick or run. So I think You've got to be careful, though, in Australia because all we do is bag teams when we kick the ball um, we only lost those the test in Brisbane and the test we, all of them were very close I'm telling you yeah. I'm telling you they're only key moments yeah. in each of those three yeah. games so if we had have executed not, and say for example we didn't kick the ball but we were much better with our discipline and we didn't give away three penalties at malls and we win the game people go God the Wallabies are great look at their approach to rugby how well are they doing it and, and you got to look at the crowds like the fans started turning up when Check was coaching the Waratahs, and they've turned up when he's coaching the Wallabies. And Sell out for a, a, yeah. a dead rubber. You, I mean, it's a dead rubber. You can try and dress up whatever way you yeah. want, but they said that game said it was a dead rubber. It was the biggest crowd ever at Allianz More than Stadium. when Maradona played there. More than when Maradona yeah. Diego was and there. People will be back. I mean, that was a fantastic game. That's one of the best spectacles of Test Rugby we've seen in a long time. So anyone that turned up to Allianz will be, be back for more, I imagine. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay upbeat about the whole thing. You know what I mean? I'm, and I can track yep. back and see there were key moments, key calls that went against them, and hopefully that doesn't happen in the future. That's done and dusted. Very quickly, your player of the series from an Aussie perspective. I'm not too fast on the English. They've they got the cook cup. They can, they can look after that. Who you got? Oh, look, it's hard to go past Michael Hooper for mm. me. He's been outstanding. I really like mm. Dane Halepetti, a new mm. guy coming in. Thought he's shown re- glimpses of, of class. But for me, uh, da- uh, Michael Hooper for me. He was a man possessed. Yeah, no argument for me. Um, yeah, I've got to make it a sweep. Israel Folau, we probably take oh, him. he's good, is we, he? We take, yeah, him for granted, we take him for granted a bit, don't we, that he just you know scores a try every single game seemingly. But uh, yeah, he's got to be right up there as well. He's one guy that would walk into to any team around the world. Hooper and Folau, our picks. Hooper just ahead of Izzy. Now we turn our attention, men, to Super Rugby returning. We have three games left in the regular season and we are off and running with the Brumbies and Reds going at it Friday night. The Brumbies currently sitting top of the Aussie Conference. I believe that's the case. It's been a long time since we stopped talking Super Rugby. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Correct. Level on points with the Tars. Level on points with the Tars. Hey, big news with the announcement that the Tongan Thor, Daniel Tupo, will be playing, making his Reds debut. Off That's the, right, it debut yep. off the bench. Off, off the, the bench. bench. Exciting times. You guys have seen a bit of him in, in the NRC. We know about his athletic ability. Can he scrummage? Is he going to be up to the scrummaging at this at this level? Well, we saw him last year live in action in the NRC on the sideline at Newcastle. <laughs> a couple of times we saw him, and his scrummaging was great. That's a really young front row he had there, and all the guys I've noticed that have been in Queensland Country or Brisbane City for the NRC. Uh, they've been very good scrummages because the Queensland Reds under Nick Styles have a good scrum. So from all reports, I, I think you know, hats off to Queensland. They've managed him really well. He had huge expectations. Could have thrown him in last year when he possibly wasn't ready. Uh, I'm led to believe he's ready. We know what he does around the park. I, I just hope that people don't start saying, oh, why doesn't he hit more rucks? Because you know what? There's someone in the side that can hit more rucks. If a guy's got the genuine 
freakish ball ball running ability of the, the Tongan Thor. Let him run the ball. Don't coach that out of him. Let him be a good scrummager. Let him run the ball. Is it fair to say that's what some of the Aussie Super Rugby teams and the Wallabies are missing as well? Those dynamic forwards that that can make line breaks and, and pop passes and try assists. Well, we just gave a huge rap to Michael Hooper. He just does so many ball ball carries for the Wallabies. Yep. We need to spread that around, you know. Spread like around. that's you need players. So if it's your tight head prop, great. If it's your lock, that's how it has to be. We need to have get more out of our like Sakobi so Kepu can do it, and hopefully Tongan Thor comes along and does it himself. That's exciting to see him in there, and also the brother of Jimmy Tuttle, the Australian under twenties captain he's going around making his run on debut brother jack brother jack yeah. jackie t they're it, both in the 23 i think jimmy a, and jack jimmy's a, on the bench yeah. and jack's starting right? yeah it's a very green back line they've got all sorts of injury problems the reds so uh, they're going to do it tough down there in canberra but it's a it's a powerful bench they've got uh, kane douglas making his much anticipated reds debut off the bench um so that you know he's another guy that we didn't talk about there in the Wallabies chat, but but he was sorely missed as well. So um, they're looking good for next season. The Reds, mm. they're, they're recruiting oh, pretty well. We say that often. <laughs> <laughs> if they can get uh, if they can get a good coach on board, um, that you know they'll have a decent roster to work with. Reds or Brums? Brums for me. They have got too much to play for. Brums, yeah, Brums easy. They've got Matt Tamua back um, as well. No, no David Pocock, which uh, is a blow. And I don't think Joe Tamani's right either. But yeah, I think they'll, they'll do it. Pretty Just easy. on David Pocock, the Fox Sports cameras cut to Poey on the bench on Saturday night, happened to be holding a bag of Barbell Biltong. Biltong, it was tremendous. Yeah. Right. Is that product placement? Does he have shares in Barbell Biltong? And what does Barbell Biltong do for you? <laughs> well, Biltong is just dried form of Correct. meat. It's very much an Afrikaans meat. But it's Barbell bar Biltong. Yeah, I think there's some branding going on there. Yeah. Does Classic product placement. Do we know placement. if he munches on it before games or anything like that? Oh, Bloody good product yeah. placement from yeah. oh, I, I, that's. I reckon that's a... Tr- Strategic play there from Poey. I mean, you can't coach that kind of prior nah. placement. Barbell have gone through the roof. Through the, the roof. The socials. Barbell. You know what we could do with here in the studio? Some Barbell built on. Mm. Keep you big and strong. Way. Yeah. Uh, other games, what else has got you excited in terms of the Aussie side of Super Rugby this weekend, Sam Worthington? Uh, well, well, we'll go back to the Aussies maybe quickly, but the, the other big talking point this weekend is probably our podcast mate Sumo, who's uh, sunning it up in Fiji this week. Oh, uh, so pull it to him. Good. So Crusaders, Chiefs, that's that's going to be amazing up there yeah. in Fiji. The locals are, yeah. are pumped up. The first time uh, Super Rugby's ever gone to the island. So <sighs> More of it, please. Playing in Suva, a, a great right? move, and mm. they've, got, they've got an absolutely cracking game as well. You know, the, the two top Kiwi teams at the moment, so um, oh, geez, that's going to be good. Be Apparently, it's real warm up there too. I mean, I know it's I know it's winter, but hey, warm conditions awaiting the Chiefs and Crusaders. That's going to be a great game. That'll be a really good indicator to see where the teams are at because it's people are talking those two teams. I know the Waratahs, you know, smacked the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. They'll be filthy from that, but this is a this is a top of the table clash in New Zealand. This will go a long way to seeing who's going to get that home semi final from the Kiwis. Just and Tamanavali, what about him, the Fijian fellow going the back to the Chiefs? Homecoming of sorts. Semi Radraja will be there. He's still in Fiji, so I reckon he'll be uh, hanging, out, hanging out there at the weekend. Work out what he's going to, how to play that next game. The 15 aside, he's got sevens experience. You know, come back to 15s, going to France. The yeah. money in a dollar will be absolutely mobbed Nems. by the, by oh, the locals, I'm sure. I'll be going berserk for Nems. Uh, no. Saturday afternoon, Sun. Ooh, some yeah. moon dogs up against the Tars. Dave Dennis, our uh, colleague, will be over there at the Prince Chichibu Stadium. Packing down at number eight, by the sounds of it. And he was so excited. I mean, we're going back to the start of the year. He, he couldn't get to Japan quick enough. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Guys would love this opportunity to go over there. And Wish I was there. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Ramen. Yeah. Anyway, disappointing. You win some, you lose some. You get a fair bit of travel done. Karaoke. Can't wait to travel throughout the NRC. That'll be good. Yeah, won't that be good? Some of the venues we get to go to for that. 
Aussie, uh, what, how hard is it to, to have three weeks off like all these players have, have had? Um, like it, it's almost two separate competitions for the coaches, isn't it? Breaking breaking yeah. for the internationals. I, I don't I don't think it's too hard to be honest with you. A lot of those guys go back and play club footy throughout you. the break. Easy for you. No, what? I think I think the fact this day and age that those most of those guys have played at least two club rugby games. So you have know, had a good hit out there, and I go back to the year the Tars won it, and we the week before the bye we beat the Chiefs in New Plymouth, and we won five straight, and everyone thought, oh no, the Tars are going to have three or four weeks off now. Wonder what's going to happen, and and guys just came back excited uh, and just you know took off from where we'd left off. And I guess you've only got three games. You're probably you're breaking it down, aren't you? Yeah. You've done all the hard stuff, the off season, the preseason. You've done the grind. Yeah. Just you've broken the back. You essentially only have four or five weeks a year now where you're not playing rugby, so. Mm. Um, you just jump straight back in. And for the guys that have been in Wallaby camp and playing in those Wallaby games, they'll be so angry and disappointed. This would be good for them to uh, you know, change the scenery. They're coming back. The Tars, you've got to remember, their season, everyone said, was over seven weeks ago. And they've had probably the best performance in two years against the Chiefs. So they're, they're buzzing. They get to go to Japan. They should win that and should win it well. And then they come back for two tough games to see if they can make the finals. Like They've pl- got plenty to play for. They'll be, they'll be high. Bonus points could be crucial as well with uh, the Brums and the Tars uh, level. Obviously, uh, the Brumbies will be eyeing up the bonus against a, a weakened Reds team and, and the Tars the same, so that's going to be pretty crucial. I'm tipping Tars carnage. I'm tipping yep. carnage this weekend. 50-plus, you say? I'm tipping 50-plus, and I'm going to tell you why, because obviously a lot of the Waratahs have been involved with the Wallaby setup. So to the Summers with the Japanese yes. setup, going down against Scotland. Excuse me, last two weeks. Um, that's tough to come back from test level to supers. I mean, up against some fresh cattle from the Tars, I think it might get loose fast and uh, might be trouble. Spring yeah, a couple of spring a couple of upsets at Prince Chibachibu. Negative, it's there. not happening. Um, okay, <laughs> one thing that catches my eye around the matchup between the Rebels and the Stormers is the fact that stadium management have declared that the ground will be fit to pack scrums on. Are they fixing the grass or are they using it in other areas? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? You know I, what I'm getting at I there? Are you kidding me? I know what you're hinting at. Um, yeah, what other options do they have really? That's the sad thing. They've got to look at this long term because it's happening too often and it's a part of the game that, you know, scrummaging is important and, we need, and it's, we're just lucky someone hasn't snapped an Achilles down there. That's the other issue. Until there's a major injury, everyone's going, oh, it's all right. They managed to play on and the ball's at the back of the scrum, but... Matty Dunning snapped his Achilles a couple of years back at a, a terrible surface over in the UK. Twickenham. Yeah, no, it Twickenham. wasn't Twickenham. It was at Wembley, I think. Oh. Yeah, because it wasn't ready for rugby scrums. That's what people understand. So all these horticulturists out there and the groundsmen that, that not make grass and There's look, a few. Yeah, no, they, they love making the fields look nice and pretty because they've got league and A-league and whatnot. But rugby's different. You've got, you know, 900 kilos versus 900 kilos. And... Um, as you saw in that test match, and we, we'd seen it in a fair few Super Rugby games this year. Games it's this year. not up to it. They reckon they packed down a few scrums midweek to test it out, and it came through good, but I'm, I'm not buying it at all. I'm with, I'm with you guys. I think we're going to see the exact same thing, and everyone's going to be scratching their heads. So it's the last time game of the season. I guess they're just thinking they're going to yeah. just get through it, but it's 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 not good enough, really. They, as soon as that, that ground tore up, they, they should have been making contingency plans, I think, because it's just, just not up to it. Uh, which way do you guys see that game falling on Saturday night between the Rebels and the Stormers? I'm tipping a Rebels win here. Yeah, I think I'll lean towards the Stormers as much as I, okay. I lo- love the Rebels. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got more to play for, don't they? The Rebels, realistically, uh, uh, out of the finals Correct. picture. So, yeah, that, it'll be a good competitive game, though. Um, Stormers, Isn't it a shame Stormers how the, the Rebels every year... Last year they were good. Next they year they okay. just fell away. Yeah, they've, they've been... They improved, but they just, the they just had an opportunity a couple of weeks back to 
you know, they let I a couple of slip. I had them finishing yeah. above the Tars, but that's not going to happen now. So I didn't have them above the Tars. I just thought they'd fire a little bit more. So I'm disappointed that they've been a little bit inconsistent. They had a you know good start, good mid-season, but they've just fallen away. Yeah, Debrasini hasn't quite um, taken the reins there like like we'd hoped, and, and Sturzaker being injured at the start of the season, they just never really got going like, like we'd hoped the Rebels. Well, I'm going to throw it all back onto uh, Morgan Tuanui, former teammate, <laughs> close yeah. friend. He's now the backs coach as of about two weeks ago, so that's yeah. a new appointment. I'm hoping that... That's you know, why they're going to win, I reckon. I'm not necessarily why they're going to win, but I'm hoping that's why you know the likes of Sturzak and Debrasini and these guys can strike good combinations in the next... 12, 18 months. That's what you need Like for these guys. They've had a lot of turnover in that position over the last few years. There's been three, I think Morgan's the fourth backs coach or attack coach they've had in about two and a half seasons. Mm. So we need continuity and, and some consistency there. And What are we like to, likely to see from the backs under Turinui? A few trick players? What, oh, he's big on his starter players. I know that. That's sort of what he grew up in, looking at trying to manipulate defences and making them pretty clear of where they're trying to attack off You know, and not trying to go from a scrum for a set up three plays, like try and score off that first one. That's probably his his approach. Certainly, um, you know, he he's likes to run the ball like everyone does, but you've got to pick your moments. So, yeah, I'm thinking he can do some good things with them down there. Seth and Ivalu is a great player. He'll be in the Wallabies as soon as he's eligible. I'm not too and sure Corabidi. when that happens. Naivalu, uh, yeah. I think he, he's good enough to be in the Wallabies already, I think, Drop so it's feet. a matter of time. Uh, I think Morgan Turner will do very well there. And uh, astute rugby mind. The other game to round out things from an Aussie perspective, Caesar Cheetahs and the Western Force going at it. Uh, take me back. How did the Force wrap up their last game before we broke? Did they lose? They played the Rebels and they just went down by They did too. Uh, they were gut- they were, that was a Sunday afternoon game. They were good in that game. They were gutsy to the very end. Yeah. They've just come back from Mauritius. They're the World Ten champions. They are the, the World force. Champions of Western They're holding force. up trophies. Yeah, so hell yeah, they're things have turned around pretty quickly. New, new coach. Yeah, um, Dave Vessels. Dave Vessels. Yeah. Taking the Vessels. Vessels. No, it's a v, it's a, v, it's a v. Vessels. W becomes a V. Kept South Vessels. African. Yeah. It's Vessels. Yeah. Vessels. It's Vessels. Yeah. Like fundamental. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, not even listening. How do we? I mean, things can get ugly for sides at altitude at Bloemfontein. With only three to go, uh, how do you see this one falling? The cheetahs are. John O'Lance is back. That's yep, good. Joe Lance Big inclusion. I'll, I'll bet the force in for this one. Oft, oh. Often the coaching change does uh, spark an improvement. It does. But, you know they've got that uh, that World Club Tens trophy around the uh, around the rooms. They'll be pretty pumped up. And and John O'Lance, he he was uh, fantastic early in the season. Jeez, so. he's unlucky. I mean, he was in career best form. Yeah, he, he, look, he'd only played three or four games. But, but was he but playing? He, he was playing great for a minute. The thing with Jono is like he was just he was stable, and that's what mm-hmm. he like. His way he plays, very calm. He, he keeps those around him calm, and that's what you need as a five eight. So it wasn't yeah, terrible luck for him in the side. Uh, I tell you what's terrible: getting a look at the list of players set to depart the force next year. They are losing some very good cattle. Yeah, some really good cattle. Man, have you seen how many they're losing? They're losing nearly 10 players. Yeah, like a lot of their players head overseas, aren't they? Overseas, some coming back this way. Godwin's apparently done and dusted. That's a big one. Godwin big one. Yeah. Um, Off to the Brumbies, yeah. Uh, Godwin. Yeah. It's an opportunity, though, because the ARU now have taken over that, so it's it's up to them to help find a coach and find players. But um, I'm still convinced that, you know, having played in the Sydney Club Comp this year, and so there's plenty of good there's players. players get around. There, there is a lot of good players out there, and, you know, the schools are producing more and more. Mm-hmm. I think the players are there and they just need to be put in the right environment under the right coach. Coach, Yeah, and, and not and not just coach, but assistant coach and program. And, and you know what we've probably learnt? Probably, unfortunately, to our Perth listeners, the Perth club comp probably isn't strong enough for those players to go back to at the back end of the season. So that's where we've got to look to maybe get a bit more involvement in the East Coast. That's how it can hopefully work. 
Heineke Meyer, the former Springboks coach, has put his hand up to, to coach the force, which on, on, on paper is a you know a pretty pretty strong uh, option. But I, I reckon the AAU will go for an Australian, won't they, given that they're now running the, the force. And, and Nick, Nick Styles, uh, Matt O'Connor, wh- whichever one of those maybe doesn't stay on with the Reds, that would seem like an ideal place for them to go. I'm hoping it's an Australian coach because I don't think we need to keep looking overseas to find the answer. The you know the answer we've always punched above our weight in rugby in Australia. We don't have the huge amount of numbers compared to other teams, but we always manage to find a way to be one of the top one, two, three, or four teams in the world. And I think we've got to look the same way with our coaches. We've got brilliant young coaches that are forced to go overseas to work their trade. Uh, I just hope we get those guys back here. Look, there's so many good coaches overseas, you know, like this mm. Scotty Wiseman, mm-hmm. been, Scotty Johnson. These guys mm-hmm. have had good careers at super mm-hmm. level and national level. Like, yeah. They've still got 10, 20 years in them as coaches. So we've got them in Australia and we've got Australians overseas at the moment. So Heineke Mayo, great CV. Unfortunately for mine, I want to see an Aussie go over there and turn it around. Can I just say whoever goes to Perth, can I just say to whoever takes that role, please look big picture. Please understand that winning on game day is not enough at any club in Australia, let alone when you're based in Perth, an AFL, now A-League stronghold with the Perth glory. You've got to look big picture. You've got to be proactive in trying to re-engage some of those Western Force fans who were so prominent, who loved being part of the Sea Blue going way back when. You've got to be on the front foot when it comes to media. You've got to open the doors, bring everyone in, make them feel part of it because for so long that has not been the case over there. You found access and stuff been pretty hard. A little bit tricky. Yeah. A little bit tricky. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying here. Yeah, no, I agree. I want to see him. I firing. thought you. Were, I thought you were going on the the page here of playing attack and rugby, which is my big thing. Like I think. Well, for that them, would be that would yeah. help. But I think if you, you can embrace the locals, yeah. bring them back, make the Western Force everyone's second favourite side by yeah. playing some fun rugby. Yeah. And away we go. Yeah, I'm sure the AU understands that now um, you, you spend a bit of time in the AU's office and I'm sure that's a, a priority now that they've got some control over there in, in, in Perth. They need to make it work. They need to do everything they can and, and I'm sure they'll be trying to bring guys back from overseas like Czechs already had some success with and, and encouraging them to go to Perth. Um, yeah, it, It's so hard to attract players there though, isn't it? They, it probably takes one domino to fall and then others will follow if they can get a big name Wallaby. Well, they not only need to get players there but you want to try and get players that can go there and stay there and you know raise their families there. There's very few that have done it. Dave Pusey, one of the inaugural players, he's over there with his kids. But so many have gone, been there for a short period of time, contributed when they are there. Uh, the, the great thing about the Western Force is now we're starting to see the Hale Petty brothers, they're Perth raised, and um, Harry Scoble. You know, there's a lot of players coming through. It's 10 years old now. So yeah, yeah. There, there, there is a few more of those players, and they've just got to go out there and try and get people to you know connect with the community and stay in that town and, and live there forever. Yeah, uh, I'm well and truly on board. Uh, we wish them well in Bloom against Cheetahs. We are tipping the Western Force to win this weekend. Boys, it's good to be back. It's good to have smiles on the dials as well, isn't it? I mean, we lost the Cook Cup as an Australia, as an Australia. Australia. As Australia. Um, it's gone. But hey, we look to the next one. Dust ourselves off. We're, we're having a laugh, and you just recorded the other rugby show. Can you other give a little, a little uh, shout out to what we can expect uh, rugby this, show. this afternoon? If you don't catch it live, 7.30 Wednesday night, uh, plenty of replays running across the week. And. It's a real, a real doozy. Uh, Halsey, we sent you out with David Horwitz and Andrew Kellaway. Yeah. Sitting the gold mine. It's like a sounds of the game situation. 
Yeah, we sat behind the post with the Gold Brigade and just good, uh, had a chat and a laugh and watched the game. And, yep, we've yeah. got that package. Shiana Penitani back with old school, no school like the old school. We've got the top five um, out there entertainment moments moments of all time. And I tell you what, there is some seriously good gear in that. Yeah. Um, mate, it's a good show. Holes the attitude, chicken wings along the way. Oh, that's, that's coming next week. Oh, that's, that's a whole okay. other thing, but that's yeah. going to be bloody good Call too. Your jets, um, yep, so the other rugby show as well as Rugby 360 playing out this week on your Fox tell boxes around the country. Maybe pick up some of the best bits on the line if you're listening in around the world. On behalf of Sam Worthington, Stephen Hoyles, it is Sean Maloney saying, hey, sink your teeth back into Super Rugby and we'll see you all again in another seven days.